This is the Ipsy SDA Media Network. But sometimes when you look at your situation and you want this to happen, you want it to happen in this way and in that way, and God's like, brother man, I've created time. I'm going to work with you. But in my time, I got you. I didn't allow nobody to come and take your stuff while you sleep. I didn't allow uh, your, your basement to flood. So we have to look at that. God is always in the midst of us in spite of what we're thinking. He doesn't leave us regardless of what we're dealing with. Never forsake him. You know, I just want to wish everyone a happy Sabbath, and it's a privilege to be able to come here um, this morning and, um, you know, to share a word with you today. The Lord, this Holy Spirit's been working with me all week. Um, I've been asking for, for wisdom and guidance in, in the delivery of this message, and it's my prayer that the Lord will speak through us today, through me today. Um, before I start my sermon, I just want to um, just kind of read something that was rather interesting as I was thinking about this message. And, and I basically, I was, it goes like this. like, we're living in a world swirling in chaos. We, 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 we see it every day. Racial ch- tensions and, and social injustices. And even it's affecting our weather. We wonder when, when it seems to be too much, it is sometimes easy just to step away from the noise, shut off our phones or shut off the TV, just walk in the park. But hmm, the challenge is, what do we do when the chaos that we see all around us follows us home one day? What do we do when trouble parks outside our residence? You know, the Bible states that I have told you uh, that all this that so me that, that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. See, Christ is telling us that trouble will eventually find us in his life. We, we all going to get there at some point in time. We will have trials. But how do we respond if he haven't given us an answer? How do we respond if the trial is prolonged or or the answer is delayed? What do we do then? Hmm. Sometimes it may seem that he is no longer listening or even care. What is our reprieve in the process? Today I'll explore a message entitled, The Reason for Your Delay. The Reason for your delay. Please bow your heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege and and honor of being able to come before you this morning. Lord, I pray that you fill me with your spirit. Be with each one of us here, that we may leave this place filled with the Holy Ghost so that we may be shining lights to those around us in this crazy and mixed up world. Thank you for your promise. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. Amen. The reason for your Delay. See, see, as I said before, some things are given in this life. We, 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 you know, there's some things that we can guarantee. Money in the bank. What is that? Well, we are either about to go through something. We just came out of something. Or we're in the midst of something right now. That's the reality in this life. 
See, see, we see, there's ways of circumstances. Many times in this life we're engulfed in a myriad of issues, finances, relationships, health can be set us. But, but here's the challenge. The only one thing we know we can count on in this life is hardships will come our way. But how do we maintain ourselves in the process? The Bible says in John 16, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. But here's the challenge of all of this. We all know this thing. We can all be good Christians. But when things start hitting us, what do we do when God is silent? What do we do when, 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 when he, dis- he delays his answer for our prayer? It means so much to us. Lord, hear me. Do you care about me? See, here's the thing that we must understand as Christians. The hardest part of faith is not believing. The hardest part of faith is waiting. See, see, it is the waiting process where faith starts to falter. Hmm. It's a tricky proposition. See, see, with this whole waiting thing. It is interesting that, that adversity moves in a hurry. But good things seem to take its sweet time. Disagreements come in the swiftness of a microwave, but, 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 but reconciliation is cooked in a crock pot. Your enemies come as fast as fiber optic cable, but, but your allies show up like, like dial-up. When things start to get bogged down, We are counseled to wait on the Lord. But here's the challenge in our life many times, that that we as Christians maintain a mindset. If God doesn't answer in my time limit, we will default to human means of intervention. I have my plan B. I have my plan C. If I'm out of work, I got money. If I'm a relationship, if my wife want to leave me, well, I got somebody else on the side. My husband acting a fool. Well, there was that nice man down the street. We always are going to a plan B, a plan C. But the challenge is, is that many times our default brings us right back to square one. And I'll explain that in a minute. See, we cannot look at God as an option. We must look at him as the only option. That's the challenge in this life. See, the reality is true faith waits Without a stopwatch, a timer, a clock, or calendar. Shaky faith waits until real faith waits on God. We must not run the risk of putting God on a deadline. See, here's the challenge of all this. See, see, we must understand that we're dealing with the one who created time. So time is irrelevant to him. We must understand who we're dealing with. Pen of Inspiration says in the testimonies, uh, volume 7, that God sends trials to prove who will stand faithful under temptation. He brings all into trying positions to see if they will trust in a power out of and above themselves. Everyone has undisclosed traits of character that must come to light through trial. God allows, I repeat, God allows those who are self-sufficient, to be sorely tempted that they may understand their helplessness. Hmm, let's go to the Bible. We heard, we heard that was so eloquently uh, written by, by um, Dr. Becton. 
In John 11, verse 1, it says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his, and his sister Martha. This Martha, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the one, was the same one who, who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So, so the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. This is Jesus. And, and, now, now, let me ask you a question. Do you think he did not know this? Was this a news revelation for him? No. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness is, will not end in death. This is the, the master speaking. No, it is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. This is an object lesson for us today. Now Jesus moved, loved Martha and his sister Lazarus, and, 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 and his sister and Lazarus. And so, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he, 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 he rushed, he rushed to, <laughs> did, he, did he rush to see him? No. What did, what did the Bible say? He stayed a couple more days. See, when Christ heard the message, according to the pen of inspiration, that the, the disciples thought he received it coldly. He did not manifest the sorrow. They, they, they expected him to show. Looking up to them, he said, that the sickness is unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. They didn't understand what he was talking about. For two days he remained in, in this place, and, 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 and we see that he del- this delay was a mystery. The disciples are trying to figure out, where is he? What's going on here? Does he not realize what's going on here? His friend, his brother is sick. Is he going to do it? Does he care? They begin to question. In fact, in fact they, 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 many wonder why Jesus, with, with the power to perform wonderful miracles, had permitted John to languish in prison and to die a violent death, death possessing such power. Why did he, Christ not save John's life? They question. They, they begin to they wonder in their minds. Many times we're in the same situation. Lord, I come to church. Lord, I pay my tithe. Lord, I, 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 I passed out a track. Where you at? In my life, look at what I'm dealing with. Hmm. Hmm. See, we must understand that prayer is relational, not transactional. See, see, God is not an ATM. God is not a genie in a lamp where you rub him and he'll, he'll, he'll pop out and give you three wishes. He doesn't work that way. See, part of the persevering uh, in prayer is the realization that we are limited in this life, that God is unlimited. Our delay will result in his glorification. We have to understand that, that we're dealing with the creative time, where time is irrelevant. See, in delaying to come to Lazarus, Christ had a purpose of mercy, those who, who had not recognized him. He tarried. This is the lesson for us that by raising Lazarus from the dead, he might give to his stubborn, unbelieving people yet another evidence that he was indeed the resurrection and the life. Sometimes in our lives, our delay is because our recognition that we're not dealing, that who are we dealing with? We always want to re, 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 fall on us and we always want to go on, on our own resources, but sometimes he will delay enough where everything you got will run out. What do you do then? That's what I'm saying always goes back. 
the plan A. It always goes back to him. See, this was to be evidence that the priest could not misrepresent. See, many times our situation is an example to others. This was a reason for his delay in going to Bethany. The crowning miracle, the raising of Lazarus was to set the seal of God on his work and his claim of divinity. See, many times when we're dealing with stuff, you're not dealing with it independently. Yeah, you may be by yourself, but somebody out there is watching you. Somebody's wondering, how are you going to deal with this thing? How are you going to handle this thing? How are you going to... How are you going to be able to come in? Do you still trust in this God that I've heard you speak on? What are you going to do? Hmm. Well, we see in, in verse 17, Christ finally shows up. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead and entombed for four days. See, see, this, Jesus was intentional. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. See, this miracle could not be possible with Jesus there. Why? Because death doesn't happen in the face of Jesus. Sin can't stand in the face of Jesus. Even his demons tremble in the face of Jesus. So he had to stay away so that he'll allow the devil to do his work so that there'll be nobody around asking questions. Oh, this was just an accident or or this was luck. Or this is a coincidence. This had nothing to do with the God of heaven. He made sure, Bill, that he was ready for his autopsy. He made sure that rigor mortis had set in. He made sure that there was no mistake as to what he's about to do. Hmm. And he does that with us sometimes. See, we must... I put stipulations and limits on God. See, here's the challenge, and here's my my challenge to you today. See, the devil doesn't want us to pray. See, Satan trembles at the sound of prayer. If Satan, when he sees this, he's in danger of losing one soul. He he will exert himself to to the utmost to keep him. See, Satan will suffer PTSD when we pray. What are you talking about, Elder? That's right. You heard, you heard it in, 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 in Luke chapter 10, verse, verse 18, where he's talking, where Christ talking about the devil was, the dragon was thrown out of heaven like a lightning bolt. He was referring to Isaiah 14, 12, talking about this, the devil, how, how he came down this earth to see the devil tried to get, he tried to get up on Jesus. He tried to accuse Jesus. Jesus had to remind him who he was and knocked him out of heaven. Like a, like, a, like, like a shooting star, he fell. That's what Satan recalled. When we pray, I reflect on the, I reflect on the power when, when, when I, was, I thought I had Hezekiah surrounded. And, 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 and he dispatched one angel that killed 185,000 men. Yet, this is the same Jesus who says that I will empty heaven for you. Devil trembles if they only knew the power that they were praying to. If they only knew that, that, if they only knew, I have to do all I can to confuse them and all I can to shake their faith so they don't align themselves up. Because when God steps up, there's nothing I can do. 
See, he wants us to, be, uh, to, to disconnect from the true source of deliverance. In fact, the pen of inspiration tells us that Satan leads many to believe that prayer to God is useless or but a form. He well knows how needful our meditation and prayer to keep Christ follows aroused to, to resist his cunning and deception. By his devices, he would divert the mind from these important exercises that the soul may not lean for help on the Almighty One and obtain strength in him to resist his attacks. Satan is enraged at the sound of fervent prayer. He can't handle it. In many times when we're dealing with stuff in this life, our guardian angels and, and some of the angels that are witnessing us sometimes will shake their heads and, and rub their brows in, in, in perplexity. Do you not know who your daddy is? You're made in his image. You're special to him. He sent his son to die for you. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that thing. Hmm. Well, Christ be glorified. In verse 38, Jesus once more, uh, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It it was a cave with with a stone across the entrance. He says, take the stone away. Now, he could have moved the stone himself. He could have just spoke to the stone. It would have moved out the way. Or, or, or he, his angels. See, see God, when, when Jesus was walking on this earth, he, he was like a, a godfather surrounded by his posse or, or a president. He had a retinue of angels. He could have just had them move that stone. But the fact that he told them to do it means that he uses people to sometimes rectify our situations. It's not always just, just a blessing from above. Many times he works through people. He likes to cohabitate. He likes to cooperate with people to move us. Now, this is what's interesting. When he went to the tomb, he says, he says that, uh, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So he took away the stone. And, and, and then when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice. Now, I'm going to be clear on this thing. He said, Lazarus. Come forth. Now, we all need you to be careful with this thing because but Jesus, if it was me in the grave, it would have been Mark, Darren, Brazil, son of John and Roberta Brazil, John who was born in Flint, Michigan, Roberta who was born in Washington, D.C., come out of that grave. He had to be specific because if he just said, come out, there would have been graves rumbling all over the place because the voice of God was talking. Piercing the death, piercing the dead. This was the God of heaven. This is the God that we serve today. Mm. And we see that. And when he called, in fact, uh, uh, pen of inspiration goes on and desire of says that when he said, spoken in a loud voice, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. His voice his, was clear and penetrating, penetrating, piercing the ear of the dead. As he speaks, divinity flashes through humanity in his face, which lightened up by the glory of God. The people now see the assurance of his power. Every eye that was watching this scene was fastened on the entrance of the cave and, and every ear bent to catch the, the slightest sound with intense and painful interest. And this is how she put it, which is interesting. All wait for the test of Christ's divinity, the evidence that, that, that substantiates his claim to be either the son of God or to extinguish the hopes forever. See, remember that the, the, the Pharisees have set this up. If you be the king, do this. If you be the king, do that. Who you think you are? You call yourself the son of God. And, and, and what man has ever done this? 
There's a stir and the silent tomb. And when, when he was uh, he, the dead, when he was dead, stands at the door at the sepulcher. His movements are impeded. He comes out looking like a mummy. But he was a man resurrected in life. Humanity is the work of, you, uh, of humanity. And, and Lazarus is set free and, and stands before the company, not as one emaciated with disease and feeble or faltering or or weak with a cane, no, but as a man in the prime of his life, in the vigor of noble manhood, his eyes beam with intelligence. What a miracle. We must understand when God shows up, the impossible can happen. Christ gained the kings to death. The life giver speaks, and his creative power is manifested. Before I close this message, I'm not going to be long today. I have some points I want to emphasize for us to remember in this walk because this walk can be very treacherous at times. Luke eleven four says, when he heard this, Jesus said, thy sickness is not unto death. See, see, we have to understand that being a Christian does not mean that we will never go through stuff in this life. Whenever situations enter your life that are bigger than your capacity to handle, take it to the Lord in prayer. That's the first thing you do. Many times we default our own human intervention but that brings us right back maybe by the time some of us get down to the plant plants f and g and, and h before we recognize this ain't working hmm when you pray remember that you are not sending prayer or breaking news to god like a reporter on the front lines he knows everything that has and that will ever happen to us whatever he permits to enter the arena of our lives he has a purpose wrapped up in it that's what we need to understand. His timing is not our timing. Never give up on God, no matter how grim the circumstances may seem. That's one. Two, delay, but not denied. And, for, and, and verse 11, verse 15, and, and for your sake, I am glad I am not there so that you may believe. See, delay does not mean denial with God. God will never go back on his word. He won't do that. Some people will be blessed by the testimony that you have in the storms that you've endured. Even your situation, your dreams, your, your, your marriage, your children are seemingly dead. But with God, he always is able to interject a but. See, when God, this is, it's a comma, not a period. We need to understand that nothing is too hard for God. Finally, God can revitalize dead dreams. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. See, Lazarus got sick. His sister sent word to Jesus. And, and, and he, he already told him what was going to happen. But God, God wants maximum glory out of our situations. He wants to bless us. But, but he wants to do it in such a way that there will not be any confusion as to who the originator of the blessing is. God does not want his glory taken by man. So sometimes he will strip you down where you know that only you can rely on me and not your own recognizance. He oftentimes waits until the situation is bigger than humanly possible before he manifests his divine power. And then finally, I want to say that your deliverance is tied to your faith. 
Then Jesus said in, in verse 40, did I not tell you that you believe you, you would see the glory of God? So no matter where you are, no matter what your situation you find yourself in, God can still bless you. Don't think it's impossible. Your situation is not too hard for God. Your deliverance is not tied to the status of your situation. Your deliverance is tied to the status of your faith. Remember that. Your deliverance is not tied to the status of yours. doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if you're doing and your house is being foreclosed on or you're facing an eviction. It don't matter if he, he's given you a spot on your lung and told you you only got two weeks. It don't matter with God what your situation is. He can change your situation just like that. If you, be, if you believe the Holy Spirit can achieve, we have to understand that, that, that God opens up doors that no man can close. What, do you realize what that means? That means that not even the devil can prevent your blessing when God has given it to you. No man can intercede. No man can prevent anything that God has, has said, this is for my manservant. I wrote, you know, I, I, this is interesting. I wrote this sermon because I came out of a trial myself. And, and, and a lot of this stuff was, was, was reflective of me. I was asking questions. Lord, are you still there? I remember when I was right, right around the time of, of, of COVID, I was laid off of my job. Now, this is the funny thing about that. I was laid off. L- literally, around, a camp phone call came about 1230. And I'm sitting there. Now, I knew I was going to get laid off. I heard, got rumbling. See, the Holy Spirit always lets you know before a situation. So it wasn't like it caught me by surprise. It was just the final, it was just the final edict of this thing. But 10 minutes later, as I'm sitting there holding the phone, it's like, wow, that's interesting. I get another phone call. And so I pick up the phone. And, 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 and it's, 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 it's the guy who, a president of this medical device company. And, 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 and he said, hey, Mark, what are you doing? Are you busy? And I said, well, you know, funny you ask that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as busy as I was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> he said, well, I, I'm looking for somebody to, 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 to consult with my company. I, we, 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 got this, we got this emergency use authorization and, 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 and for COVID, and, and I need somebody like you to help me to, to reach out to doctors all around the country. Are you interested? Oh, hold on for a second. Let me think about that. But that was just the beginning of my testimony. I did that, and he blessed me. The Lord, things happened. We took care of stuff around, all around the house. Uh, seemed like everything, like the minute I started doing my consulting, everything broke all at the same time. But it wasn't a matter because I was able to deal with it, took care of it. But then we go into the next year, 2021. I was putting, coming together, and uh, after I was ending my project with this one company, and I said, there was a go- group of us called me up. Hey, let's, let's start this company to deal with the COVID situation. It was a great idea, and I thought it was something worthwhile, and so we got into it. We, we, we put this thing together. We even, our license in the, state of, uh, in the state of New York, this thing was ready to roll. We had our executive team in place. Everything was in place. We had a, a hospital. We had a protocol for a trial. All this stuff was set up. The only thing we didn't have, was money. That's a pretty critical component, by the way. 
So we, we, so we try to, we, we, we petition, we, we, we even were, were considering crowdfunding and, and all of this stuff. And, and, but they didn't see our view. They didn't appreciate the concept that we, was, that we were putting together, which is still relevant, but they just didn't see it. But anyway, the fact of the matter is they weren't writing checks. So I said, okay, fine, not a big deal. I, I was looking forward to it, but that was not a big deal. I'll just give me a job. So put, threw it out there. Started getting the phone calls. Recruiters were calling. Crews were calling. Recruiters were calling. I was getting interviews. I had two interviews, final interviews. And I'm thinking, well, no big deal. I'm about to get this. Well, Mr. Brazil, uh, we chose another candidate. What? Wait a minute. During an interview, they told me I was exactly what you wanted. What do you mean you chose somebody else? Well, sir, I, I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. Click. No, I wasn't happy. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. But I will say, and, and, and things, and it went on, and it went on, and it just lasted forever. And, and I'm thinking, I start to even question, what's going on? Lord, I always was able to find a job. I have experience. I've been doing this, and I've been doing it. And the Lord was like, that's your problem. I have given you wisdom. I have given you blessings. All that came from me. I need you to be humble, recognize with whom all blessings flow. I flowed some, I sneezed on you some blessings. Recognize where it's coming from so you can tell others where you, with whom you're blessed. Just like Jesus. He wanted other people to understand. So, so I, it, towards the end of my, my blessings, all 2021, finding nothing, nothing. In fact, to the point where I said, well, I'm going to even downgrade. I say, I go up to Kroger's. Hey, y'all looking for somebody? <laughs> Send me a resume. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sir, we, we can't hire you. You got too many. Yeah, nah, you, you're too qualified. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm too qualified for them. I'm qualified but not hired for them. What's going on? I remember on a Friday night, I was preparing to preach. I mean, I was preparing to teach the Sabbath school lesson in the pastor's study. And I was actually in my office um, the Friday night before. And, I, and something else had happened. And I just stood up in frustration. And I just threw the Sabbath school lesson down and said, Lord, enough of this. I start speaking to him. The Bible says that he's your friend. Talk to him as your friend. You talk to him with respect, but you talk to him as a friend. And then I said, Lord, you're right. I, 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 you know, I just sat down. You let your will be done. And I just went on. And, and went on. Next day, I taught the lesson. Everything went well. But it was the sermon that Randy preached speak to, uh, a few months ago. And Randy Skeet says, he asked the same question that I asked the night before. Is an example in his, in his, in his sermon. And when he asked that question, my ears perked up. I just asked that question last night. And I recognized that the Lord was speaking through me, speaking to him. Or I should say the Lord was speaking to me through him. And, and as I was listening to that message, I'm like, I get it now. My goodness, I get it now. It is all about Jesus. And, and, and I, 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 I I'll speed home and, and I told my wife, I said, Cliff, I get this thing now. I know this, is, this was a spiritual thing. I knew it. Sometimes we try to explain that stuff to people. They, don't look, they look at you funny. I, I tell them, look, I, I, I applied to, 
3,000 jobs. Well, I, I, I don't know. It seems that nobody's interested in you. I mean, what, what are you doing wrong? And, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I, when, I, when, 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 when I got home and I prayed about it, and, I, and, and that evening I prayed, and, 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 and do you realize that on, on that following Tuesday, I get a phone call. It was a recruiter from a company. And I said, well, I've been here before, but I'll, I'll, I'll at least honor him with a phone call. So we talked. And then didn't think nothing of it. Then he calls me back on Wednesday. He said, hey, are you available Thursday for, for a call with the hiring manager? I'm like, huh, that was pretty quick. Okay. Had the call with the hiring manager. At the end, of, we were on the call for an hour. Then he started asking me for my references. I was like, well, this is definitely odd. So, so I, I said, fine. And, and then come to find out, I get another call. And, then, and I got an email the next day. Hey, uh, they want to bring you out to New Jersey for, the, for an interview. Are you interested? You know, are you available? Yeah, I'm available. When? So I fly out there. New Jersey. And, 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 but here's when I knew that the Lord was in the middle of this thing because I've been there before. But when I knew the, the Lord reveals himself, he gives little clues that he's in the mix. When I was sitting there, I was inter- being interviewed by the chief medical officer of the company and we were talking. And, 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 and he was, you know, he said, he was just talking about hospital life and, 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 and the therapeutic area and all this kind of, but then he's changed on, on a dime. He said, you like to speak a lot, don't you? I'm like, oh, what do you mean by that? I, I don't get that. And he said, do you like to present? I'm like, oh, is this a good thing, a bad thing? Wait, wait, why are you asking me that? You know, so I'm trying to read the, 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 the question, line of question. Because then what he said was, okay, I'll be honest with you. He started laughing. He said, well, you know, what I sometimes do for candidates is I, is I look your name up on YouTube. I'm like, oh, my. And, and I, and he, and he said, and, and he said that I looked you up and all the stuff popped up. <laughs> Sermons. In fact, he even admitted that sermon you did on black history is pretty good, by the way. Oh, well, doesn't mean that you like me. <laughs> Am I going to get the job? But, but, but he told me what of the inter, at the end of the interview, he said, no, 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 this is a good thing. He says, I really appreciate the type of person you are, that you stand for conviction. There's not a lot of people in this world that have a conviction anymore. People are wishy-washy these days. And he said, we need people like that in this organization. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty good, you know. But, anyway, but again, I, had, I already had too many, so I'm like, well, that sound, this sounds pretty good, but ah, I'm, not, I'm not getting my hopes up. So after I went through the rest of the interview, everything went well, flew home. Well, I was, had my, ran my car down to the Nissan dealership, and um, I was sitting there in the, in the waiting room, and I get a phone call. And it happened, it's a New Jersey number. I'm like, oh, here it comes. We like you. We, everything's wonderful. But, and he says, Mr. Brazil, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. He said, well, um, I just want to call and congratulate you. Congratulate me? For what? No. And, and, and he just went on to tell me, you know, the, the, the panel found, unanimously feels that you're a great addition to the organization. We just want to extend you an offer. Congratulations, sir. And, and now, now I, I'm, I'm not at home in my, in my, 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 my house, see. I'm, I'm, I'm out in public in, 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 in a Nissan dealership. 
And so when he's talking to me, telling me, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, I'm, I'm, my eyes are big and people looking at me. I'm like, ah, I'm trying, I'm trying not to get excited. Oh, that sounds good. But is, is that everything good to you? Yeah, that's good enough. I'm trying to maintain my composure. And then he told me, he gets off the phone. And, and, and when then they finally bring my car uh, out there. And I'm like, thank you. I walked down to my car. And, of course, it was a hallelujah moment. Thank you, Jesus. That's how God works. Something that I would even never thought of. God shows up. He's watching you the whole time. It's not about situations. It's not about circumstances. It's about your faith, and it's about your conviction. Many times he's working on you as an individual. He's more concerned about you going to heaven than he is you having a job. But he's going to use situations in this earth because he knows that we need a job. But he wants us to understand that I'm the one that provides. I give you gifts. I give you talents. I give you abilities. I give you all these things for my glory. But many times we do things for our own glory. I've done this. I've done that. I've done the other. And when I've discovered that God is such a loving God that he says that even on this earth, he blesses the unjust because he's so gracious to give them a piece of heaven that they will never see. That's how he is. He loves us so much. So as I said before, he opens up so many doors that no man can close. He closes doors that no man can open. And that is definitely true. But God, see, we must recognize that God loves us. He came to die for all of us. His main purpose is for our soul's salvation. All we will take to heaven is our character. Hmm. So I just want us to remember that God is with us today. Our life is a walk to remember. Our tomorrows are determined by the steps we take each day. Every sunset gives us one day less to live, but every sunrise gives us one more day for hope. So savor every step and live it well, because God walks with us every step of the way. So we must understand that we cannot have a testimony without a test. And I definitely have a testimony. There's a whole lot I couldn't tell you, or I a whole lot I could tell you, but I didn't have to, I don't have time for all that. But God can make ways out of no way. We, we do not bring God down to us. He brings us up to him. God will set you up on, on the high points of this earth if you trust him. But the fact of the matter is that we have to recognize that, that it's not us doing these things. God will bless us because if God decided that I'm going to take my gift of breath from you tonight, what are we going to do? It's a gift. And we have to be in a mindset that every good thing comes from the Lord. So as I close this message, I have three points of reflection and I'm done. One, we must pray for divine guidance and direction. Psalms 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. The Lord is guiding us every single day. He's guiding us through pro- divine providence. He's guiding us through circumstances. He gui- he's guiding us through, through individuals that we come across. He is guiding us. Pray to him and he will, get, he will illuminate the path. Many people are like, I don't know what I want to do. Pray to the Lord. He'll reveal it to you if you're sincere, but you have to wait on him to reveal it to you. Step out. Try this. Try that. See what happens. But you'll know 
Number two, wait on the Lord. And this is the most difficult thing sometimes. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God will restore you. God will bless you. But the thing about it is, and I'm going to have to throw in a little side mark here. It's important for us to read this book. Now, I have to say this. I I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but the Holy Spirit said do it, so I'm doing it anyway. You know, we've, we've heard conflicting messages regarding the legitimacy of this book. Let me explain something to you. That there's other stuff out there. I've read some of that stuff. But they all have inaccuracies. This don't. This book will prepare you to go up to, up to heaven. That's the main focus of this life. is to recognize that the Son of God came down to die for us. And, and, and he, was, he went back up there. He's waiting to come back. As he's going over the books, he's going to come back. That is the hope that we have. This book confirms that thing. Yeah, you have other books that talk about your identity as a black person, but that's irrelevant when you're going to heaven because it is not going to matter where you are as long as you're covered by his blood. That's all that matters. And as far as the book of Enoch, I read that book. And they talk about evil angels coming down and having sex with, 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 with humanity. And that's where the, the giants came from. The concept of the Nephilim is where all that stuff comes from. And that's erroneous. Error. But this book is your guidepost to make it up to heaven. Don't get caught up in all the noise. Don't get caught up in all the noise. And finally... He will offer his provisions for us. He will make a way. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We must understand that regardless of what we're short on, regardless of what we're dealing with, when I was, you know, the funny thing, and, and, and I know how, how this thing becomes a, uh, uh, it's, it's a testimony, because one of the things that I, I happen to notice after the fact is that while I was out of work, nothing ever broke down. My, my cars ran. I was in no accidents. My refrigerator and freezer and everything in my house was broken. That's how it That's how it is. So we see that, that God will take care of you. See, God was with us all along. I never knew it. My wife's van is a Honda Odyssey that we bought in 2007. She doesn't want to get rid of it until the wheels fall off. And, and my mechanic told me that, my mechanic told me that, 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 that the, the body will fall apart before the engine. But this thing is driving like, like crazy. So I figure, well, let the wheels fall off then. It's free, ain't no note, and it's reliable. Roll with that thing until it don't roll no more. But the, so my thing is that God was with me all along. But sometimes when you look at your situation and you want this to happen, you want it to happen in this way and in that way, and God's like, 
brother man, I've created time. I'm going to work with you. But in my time, I got you. I didn't allow nobody to come and take your stuff while you sleep. I didn't allow uh, your, your basement to flood. I don't know, which, which was the case because I saw my next door neighbor, I see the little uh, rescue people coming in there to you know, clean out his basement. And that hasn't happened in my, to mine. So we have to look at that. God is always in the midst of us in spite of what we're thinking. He doesn't leave us regardless of what we're dealing with. Never forsake him. And at this time, before, before I close, and we're going to you know, play this song before I close, I... I want to open up the doors of the church because we're living in a time that is truly, truly, truly troubling. People are crazy. You got, you got such a divide in this country. You got folks that want their guns. So I guess it's okay for me to, I'm going to get an M1 tank and just drive up in the parking lot. Hey, here's my gun. I have, a, I have the right to have a gun. You're going to see my tank out there in the parking lot next week. Or, or, or you got those who, who, who want to legislate your body because of their religious belief. Not imposing upon you based on what they believe in. We're in a treacherous times in this country. But we know that, that the Bible has prophesied that soon and very soon he's coming back. We know that all these things, that's, an, that's an, another testament of this book. See, 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 I know that them giants didn't come from, they were, they were just big people. God created them that way. But, but, but I know that everything that's in this book is happening. Our global change. I, I remember in, in, I, I lived in Michigan all my life before I moved moving away and, and snow would hit us in October. Now it's February. I mean, I told my wife, why move down south now? <laughs> we getting southern weather now. And my house ain't going to get blown away by a tornado. But that's another story altogether. But my, my, my thing is, we're living in treacherous times, and many people are, are, are wondering and looking around and asking themselves, is this the truth? Is this church relevant? Is this church message still real? I want to know more about that, Jesus. But before I go there, if you just want special prayer, that you're dealing with something in this life, and, and you feel that, 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 that you want the Lord to, to intervene on behalf of whatever your situation may be. It, it, you know, it, it could be, or you want to pray for someone else in your family, in your sphere of influence, a friend, a relative. It doesn't matter. But you want the Lord to say, Lord, I know you're there. Step up and show them who you are so they can believe in you. I ask that you will stand with me and I'll give you special prayer. And for, for, for those who, who may have heard this message for the first time and, and, and they feel that, they feel that, that, that I want to be a part of a, of a church with a living God, a church where God that, that loves them, that, that, that cares for them, that, that will help navigate them in this crazy mixed up world. That's the church for me. And you want to say, I want, to, I want special Bible study or, 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 or I, want, I want to come forward and, and, and I'll be willing to even be baptized. But I want to learn more about this message. We are on the edges of this earth's history. That's why this stuff is happening. You know, what, what, I, what I've discovered about this 
is when I see all these things happening, yes, it's the first reaction is to get upset. You get heartbroken. You get, you get sorrowful. You, you, you get frustrated. But what has happened to me in prayer is now I recognize perspective. See, see, we get comfortable in this life. It's easy. Life is comfortable before COVID. But, but, but now, uh, what, 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 what Jesus is able to do, what he did was, he, he said, I'm going to step back a couple of steps and I'm allow you to witness what life will be like with my enemy in charge. He says he wants you. He says he, he will sift you as we. He says that, let me have him, Lord. Give him to me. And, and he, his argument was that I have a better way. That's why he, was, he flew out of heaven like a lightning bolt. Because he tried to, 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 he pointed his finger at God saying, your way is not the best way. So God is like, okay, you accuse me, devil? I'm going to step back and let, let me see how your way is. And let them see as well. He's given us perspective in his life. If you want to stay here, that's your choice. But for me, I'm tired of this world. I want to go up there. So for the remainder that is sitting here, I, I ask that everyone at the time stand as I uh, give special prayer that, that, that we recognize the God that we serve and give him his just due. Just by his Father in heaven, thank you so much for all the blessings you bestowed upon us this day. Lord, thank you for the message. I pray that, st- that those who stood there, that, 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 uh, that they may be dealing with stuff. They may be going through stuff. They're either about to come through it, they just came out of it, but, or they're in the midst of it now. We know that that's the way things happen in this life. Until you vanquish your enemy, we're going to be dealing with stuff in this life. But... We also know that there's a blessed hope that soon and very soon your father's going to stand up off of his throne and tell you, son, go get your children. We relish that day where all this comes to a head, eventually to the point where sin is done away with. I've been at too many funerals this week in the last month. Too much death. Lord, you have the key. That was the blessing of the story of Lazarus. Because with the story of Lazarus, you basically are showing us that the, the, the dead in Christ will rise again. Just like you called Lazarus out of his grave. Thank you for your hope. Thank you for the promise. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. You may be seated.